On episode 92 of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast, we're going to talk about a smorgasbord of topics. Patrick Marlowe is going to blow our mind. I have to speak of the greatness of Alexander Ovechkin. I'll probably sneak in some uh, va- thinly veiled shots of people that I may or may not like. I also will s- include some promotion of people that I do like because I am all about what I like. And that's what happens when you get, when you create your own podcast. One of the perks and benefits. That and more on this episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. If I can't shamelessly pander to what I like, then what is the point of this endeavor? I'm Carlos. Look, that's Dave. Look, man, you put in smorgasbord. What else do you need in an intro? Absolutely. Right? Listen, listen, I mean, I think that's a fair way to describe it. Then you kind of went off and – I mean, you didn't even talk about half of what we discussed talking about. So, Oh, the smorgasbord covers a lot of ground, Dave. Right? People, people should be – well, exactly. People should be excited for this. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. So anyway, how was the week? Week was good. Uh Despite a lot of uncertainty, you know, one of those, uh, you know, one of the things with work was the Minister of Education came out and said, absolutely, we'll be going back to in-person learning after the break's done, which will be this coming Monday. And then the next day, the Premier of the province came out and said, actually, no, you won't. Uh, Throwing his education minister under the bus, I don't know what kind of infighting's there or not, but uh, yeah, a lot of chaos there. And it's like, you know, just tell me Sunday night where I'm going to be Monday morning and I'll deal with it. Well, all you had to do was ask me for – you could have just asked me what my prediction was on what the situation was going to be. And I had it all queued up for you. Ah, see, that's that's the problem. Yeah, you just you made a serious mistake because if you had asked me, I would have just sent you a meme of Mr. T with pain. My prediction, pain. That's all you need though. I mean it, the problem is – or maybe not the problem. Maybe Maybe it's a good thing. I'm not really sure. But that meme is is good for pretty much every situation. It it one hundred percent is. Like, who who are we to fight? Who are we to fight, Mister T? Yeah, exactly. Um, other things. Kim's convenience came to an end this week, which was a sad, which is a sad day, and also kind of an interesting thing because this was really like one of those shows that doesn't end the way you expect it to end. In the sense that you know that it wasn't canceled this CBC actually renewed it for a sixth season and all the cast, like the major cast was still on board to do it. And basically the, the writers creators were like, yeah, no, we're kind of done. And that was it. I see. So take, you know, but you gotta, you gotta give credit where credit's due. It's a Canadian show. It's funny. It's real. And, and that doesn't happen from Canadian stuff all the time. Uh, I find Canadian television, you know, in general, actually does a better job of Canadian film. That's just my opinion. Mm. But uh, I'm just putting that out there. But if if you haven't watched it ever, it's on Netflix. It's also on CBC Gem. But Kim's Convenience, uh, I highly recommend it. I appreciate that as one of 37 people to watch the show and only non-Asian in the entire world to watch that show. I like That's a ringing endorsement for you. No, they're trust me, man. You know, it's the audience is way bigger than that. It's a quite, it's quite, it's quite popular. It's CBC. It's CBC. That's like triple their regular rating. That's enough well, to keep it on the air for like fifty years. Exactly, which is again why surprising. Why you know when when CBC gets something, right, and it's a hit, they never want to get rid of it. Yeah, it's like that would be the second highest rated show after Hockey Night in Canada. Like that's it. It's Hockey Night in Canada and thirty seven viewers. Wait, thirty seven viewers doesn't sound like a lot. It's our second highest rated show on the network. It's the second highest rated show in 35 years. I should actually see what what the viewing numbers were. I'm going to look that up as we go through stuff. But uh, yeah, Uh, otherwise it's, you know, it is what it is. It's kind of more of the same. 
family life. I mean, things are good, but it's just kind of, you know, we just trudging along. I went golfing this week and I'm glad I did because now you're not allowed to golf anymore. Uh, you know, and I did, uh, I, w- I did not shoot well, but I did get par on one hole. So anytime I get par on anything, I take it. So there was that. Right. But, uh, yeah, who knows when the next, we're not gonna be golfing for at least another six weeks. So unless they backtrack on that too, like they backtrack on a bunch of other stuff. Who knows, Carlos? It's just a kind of revolving thing. That's why Mr. T Payne is appropriate. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil this, but six weeks is like, that's a typo. They, they meant six years. Ah, it's like, it's the, the problem is you guys have a false. It, honestly, they can only blame themselves if they would just be a little bit clearer on their time, you know, different time things. Oh, six years. Oh, so then if they finish it in like three, it's like, hey, mission accomplished. Great job, everybody. We did it in half the time. Good, good work. Good it's work. True. It's true. Yeah. Before I pass it back to you, Carlos. Mm. Uh, so at the height of viewership, mm. this is the best I could quickly find. Mm. Uh, averaging 933,000 people per episode. From Wikipedia? That was Wikipedia, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I figured. I, I, I quickly did a Google scan uh, myself. And I was well, like, that's the first be- thing that comes up, right? I don't pretty know. Pretty much, but, yeah, pretty you know? much. I will say it's kind of hard to get real ratings from Canadian shows often. Uh, not impossible, but they definitely it does feel like it's a little trickier sometimes to get that information. But anyway, uh, midway through its first season. Okay. I'd be curious, though, to like, it's, you said it was in its fifth season, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that's a little misleading. I, I I can accept it, but but I'd be curious what the ratings were in seasons two, three, four. No, of course, of yeah. course. But I mean, what you all you really need to know, though, on that graph, I guess, really is that CBC ordered a sixth season, right? Like if a network orders this, another season, they're happy with the viewership number. No, I I believe that. But my my whole point was like the network yes. CBC. <laughs> so I I don't know. I I feel they're probably they would probably still average over half a million. By by the it's, end, it's it. possible. It's possible, but like I said, as as I as I made my point, my only point that I made was that we're talking CBC. Like this podcast is the is the tenth highest rated thing on the network, and it's not on CBC. <laughs> I wish it was, dude. Hashtag sponsor us, CBC. You yeah. need to sponsor us. Just put us on the air. We're okay with it. Yeah, it's like we're still in the top ten. It's like, but that you're not on the network, so you have zero viewers. Yeah, we're still in the top ten, but there's more than ten things. Yeah, they're in negatives. I think people died during the broadcast. That's a negative. That that counts as a minus. That just actively posting how you're not. Just so you know, I'm not watching CBC right now. <laughs> I I often do. <laughs> if I use Twitter, I would be like, so by the way, guys, day 5,457, not watching CBC. I just wanted you all to know. Just all went downhill for you when Peter Mansbridge left, eh? Listen, CBC is pretty much worthless to me outside of Hockey Night in Canada. Literally, it has always been worthless to me outside of Hockey Night. I can't think of anything they've done that really interests me. And it's like, yeah, you guys can stay if you want to be there. Just be there. You're you're a station on the dial. I ignore. Assuming I watch TV, I'm definitely never watching CBC for anything. Like nothing there that I want to see. But anyway, hey, keep doing you. Government government uh, controlled, so you guys can keep producing uh, shows that uh, a lot of us don't watch. So that's important. All right, cool. So overall, from my end of it. Uh, week has been pretty straightforward. I think we've started to uh, wind up on, into a couple of things. I will say my big uh, thing, personally, um, is that um, the ref- the freezer is on the fritz again. Uh, so Wonderful. Now- That's yes, just yes. like a just keeps going, eh? Oh, it's a reoccurring thing. It's a reoccurring thing. It'll be uh, if it does any more repetition, it'll become the latest uh, hit CBC show. You know, the Revenge of the Freezer, and it'll be uh, and it'll be renewed for season fourteen. It'll be fantastic. Um, but anyway. 
So what that leads me to is I'm going to probably buy a separate freezer. Um, so I'm working on that, but it also means that I'm using this as an excuse, to be honest, an impetus to do some spring cleaning. It's time for me to start organizing some stuff around here and get some stuff thrown out. Fair enough. So it's like, all right, you know what? Fine. This is my excuse to do that. And then I'll work on it. So a couple of projects forthcoming. That's kind of the plan. And I have started putting some money aside for our long national nightmare. I have started to set some money aside for the heat pump. So nice. The process has begun. Some some monies have been cast aside, and now as we're chugging along here, I'm starting to put some more money aside. But I will say it's getting a little trickier because our you know our interest rates have been so low for so long that it's like getting some interest, heaven forbid, on some savings is ridiculous. I was like, yeah. I was like, my God, geez, guys. It's like, do we actually get anything? Do I have to pay you to have this now on these uh, free internet accounts? We're almost there. Almost. Yeah, but anyway, so that'll be so boring house stuff right now is is the main focus of the game. But let's move uh, moving past that. A couple of interesting things. Uh, let me give you a little trivia nugget off the top. And this was something I was uh, discussing with Dave offline first. Um, Patrick Marlowe, as we know, is closing in on the um, on the record for games. And that was one of the big things is that uh, because Patrick Marlowe basically has just played 57,000 years. So as a result, he's closing in on the game's record. But there was an interesting stat that was posted by NBC, uh, NHL on NBC, uh, their, their Instagram page. And here was the stat. Um, Patrick Marlowe of the San Jose Sharks has appeared in at least one game. One game. Remember, he's approaching the game's record. But uh-huh. he has appeared in at least one game with 37%. Of every NHL player who has ever played in the history of the NHL. Okay, say it one more time. Patrick Marlowe has played at least one NHL game with 37% of every NHL player who has ever played in the history of the NHL spanning 104 years. Yeah, that deserved to be repeated, I feel, because that's nuts. Yeah, so there have been 8,100 players who have ever played in the NHL, according to that stat, and Patrick Marlowe has played a game, in a game, either on the same team or on the opposite side, yeah. with 3,009 of them. That's crazy. Which is, I'd also it, like to know who does, like who takes the time to figure that out. Listen, I don't know what to tell you, but in the 104-year history of the league... 8,100 players. He's played with 3,009 of them in some capacity during an official NHL game. That's how long this man has been playing. So, yeah. Drafted second overall in 1990. Yeah. I would say the other the other critical factor as well um, in the same vein is that um, he also played in the era with more teams. So that that is certainly a factor that results in more true. players being there. Yep. So obviously that's going to help that stat. But still, thirty seven percent. That's yeah. better than one I mean, in three. You know, and he's forty one right currently yeah. right now. Yeah. So that's better than one in three player who has ever played in the history of the league. So mathematically, yeah. that's obscene. Like if you really think about it, um, that is pretty. That's it. It, it really is actually. Yeah. Like it. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's gone through a lot of roster turnovers and a lot of teams uh, over the course of his history in the league to get to that stat. I just thought that was an interesting stat that I came across and I was I had to do a double take. And then I was like, hold on, let me save this so I can bring it up because I thought it'd be interesting to discuss for a second. So anyway, so that's first thing. Second thing, um, obviously, I, I talked to Dave as well, where I said uh, today, uh, as we're recording here on Saturday, uh, Ovechkin got two goals today, and that brought him to 730 career goals, which now puts him one shy of Marcel Dion, and that would be tying him for fifth all time. So he continues to make a slow climb. Now, once he once he surpasses Marcel Dion with a 732nd goal, that will make him nine shy of Brett Hall for fourth all time. So it is conceivable that he could end this season 
it's a still a bit of a stretch. He's got to get uh, 12 more goals, if my math is right. 12 more goals. Um, if he succeeds in that endeavor, uh, he could be the fourth all-time leading goal scorer in the history of the NHL before the end of this season with a shot at being third overall pretty reasonably uh, next season. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it puts him directly behind Howe uh, and Gretzky, and that's it. Basically, the 800-goal club is the next step, and then after that, Gretzky's still a bit away. It's you know it's it's still a long shot, but he's the only guy who's got anything resembling a shot. Yeah, yeah, for miles because nobody else is even close. But it is very interesting. I just thought it was kind of an interesting little factoid. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously going to be at least I think he already probably pretty much is regarded as one of the sort of all time greats, right? And and just to be able to get that, you know. Probably maybe this year, maybe not, right? But it's it's going to come. I I can't imagine he's not going to play next year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know. My understanding from everything I've seen is that I think I think he's got his heart set on getting taking a real run at the goal scoring record because he's got a Stanley Cup, so he doesn't need to keep playing for that. He's got money. That's not an issue. Um, really, the only thing that might appeal to him is taking a run at the record. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's obviously got that love of the game. Yeah, but still. So it's like, but I think I think that he sees that as the mountain to climb. Like that's the ultimate mountain. That's the last one that's really left there. Obviously, if he could win another cup or something, that'd be awesome too. But at that point, that would be like the difference between winning two cups and one. That's awesome. That's gravy. But the goal scoring record, that's immortality. That's top Absolutely. of the mountain. Like that's, that's like, I mean, it doesn't get better than that, really. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, and as long as you've got the championship to go along with it, well, then you're you've got everything. So it's one of those. That's your separator because Crosby has three cups. He's the other guy. He's the contemporary uh, because they started in the same year officially. Um, goal scoring wise, he's lapped Gretzky. Uh, he's lapped Crosby at this point. Like they're, that's not even close. And Crosby is going to be all time as far. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. He's got three Stanley Cups. He's got all that stuff. Um, the Golden Goal. So for Canadian standpoint, you know that's huge. Yeah. Um, so, so credential wise, both those guys are, are locks for Hall of Fame a long time ago now. But um, that could be the ultimate feather in the cap for him to just edge out. Like, hey, look at the goal discrepancy and look at the t- the mountaintop he's climbed. Because Crosby isn't going to get to the points record. That's miles and miles and miles. The points record is the one that's unbreakable. That one is not not going to happen for anybody. Yeah. The goal scoring record is the one where maybe if if there's the like an outside chance. Over. Yeah, you've got at least an outside shot because. 895 goals, I think, is possible if you've shown the kind of consistency. But he's had to be this consistent for this long to even put himself in striking distance, which is impressive. Hugely impressive. Absolutely. Now, speaking of impressive, uh, let's talk about... um, Let's talk about my good friend. So I'll, I'll touch on a baseball subject, and we'll come back around to it for a couple of topics you have. But let me quickly touch on Ronald Acuna Jr. Dude, killing it. Pretty there was good. actually discussion. On, I know, you're, obviously, you can talk about what you can talk about. But there's discussion on the radio today that they were talking about him having the potential to be a 50-50 man. There's an outside shot. He would. The, the stolen base part is the tricky part. Like he's got enough power. I don't think the power is the issue because he's already he, he already hit 40 home runs this season. Yeah, he's got. So. I think he has set right currently, or at least at time of them uh, having this interview on the radio today. What he was seven home runs and three stolen bases, I believe. Yeah, it's a stolen base one where I just don't know because most of the guys who most of the guys who hit a ton of home runs, getting on base is critical. But he, he's doing that; that's not an issue. 
Um, but stealing bases is tough. It's not, it's not that easy. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's kind of forgotten that it's like, actually, it's kind of difficult. And by the way, even being a 40, 40 guy, getting it done and being a 40, 40 guy would be tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. And he was close. Like the year, um, 2019, he had 37 stolen bases to go along with 41 home runs. So he was yeah. real close to the, a couple of years ago. I just yeah. don't know if he's going to be able to keep stealing bases at the, at the clip that will allow that. That's the question. I just don't know. Indeed. He's, he's playing lights out, though. And it's, yes, it's, it's he absolutely is. Yeah. And then uh, locally, we were also enjoying that uh, Vladdy Jr. is hitting over 400. That's good. He's, absolutely. And he hit another home run. He's killing it. And he, he hit – what did he hit? A, it was 459-foot home run Yeah. Uh, two days ago. Yeah, the thing is, the power, the issue was never that he didn't have power. We knew he had power. Um, the question was, he he, had a, he was hitting a lot of ground balls, though. It was one of those things like, put it in the air. Put it yes, in the air. Please. Like, we know you're hitting it hard enough, so just put it in the air and let's see what happens. Exactly. Hit a couple of line drives, and then let's let's see what occurs. But uh, at least that give, that adds a little bit of fun. It gives something for the season. You, you want to have some of these young guys have good starts. That, that makes it fun. Uh, so that's a big piece of it as well. Now, um, so let me talk about a couple of card things, a couple of card okay. things. So first, let me give you kind of a fun little side story. Um, obviously, I have my main projects that I work on and things like that. Yep. But um, one a conversation that I was having with somebody brought up an interesting thing where I had forgotten. I, I knew I had it, but I hadn't thought about it in a while. And I, I was like, okay. So we were we were having a conversation about Magic the Gathering. Um, yeah. And I've collected the cards over the years a little bit here and there. But I laughed in the, in the, in the spirit of hashtag we're old. I was thinking about the first like um, the first little boosters and uh, and decks that I bought, and the first deck that I bought uh, was fifth edition. Now fifth edition okay. was the fifth iteration of the game, but that was back in 1997. That's 24 years ago. Right. You know, like I said, in the spirit of hashtag we're old. Now what's funny though is as a result of this. Um, the values of the early ones have been skyrocketing mm-hmm. um, to the point where I, I believe I mentioned – I might have mentioned it to you. I believe I did. The thing about Fallen Empires last week or the week before. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So the fifth edition one though, even the decks are starting to go to like $130. But in, but as a result of the whole thing, I, I, I was like, okay. There was one where I had opened a couple of boxes of it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I was put together most of a set. The value isn't the issue. I was just thinking like, oh, it would be kind of fun just to finish it off. Let me, let, me, let me see if I can find it. So I went looking for the binder. Okay. And that's what I was looking for. And as I was looking for the binder, I was trying to find um, and figure out uh, how many cards I needed. Turns out I needed about, you know, 14 or so. And then okay. I put together a checklist. And what ended up happening is I said, okay, so then I went online, found a couple. So I went and bought a couple of those cards, and now I'm down to the last four. And I'm like, okay, cool. At least uh, now I got my binder. It, it's kind of back to old school collecting. It's not for value. It's just like, look, I already have most of the set. You just, yeah, you just off. want to finish it off. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But the thing is, this was a thing. And I, I, again, time goes by very quickly on this stuff. I had forgotten how long ago it was. That was core. It was the core 2014 set. So that was seven, eight years ago when I, when I, st- when I put the cards in the box. I'm like, Jesus, everything is like almost a decade ago. Yeah. It We're offends old, man. me, Dave. It offends We're me. We're old. It's all right. Whenever I, uh, whenever I, I concern myself with this, I think to myself and um, – and I'll share with you one of my favorite things, my favorite sayings when I'm at uh, when I'm at home, um, and this is what I tell to Carlos Cena and my mom and my younger brother. I tell them, "Well, the 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 downside is I hate you know it's unfortunate being old is unfortunate, but the good news is I'm old, but um, you're older than me, so that makes you real old. It's true. 
you know, and eventually it all comes all the way around to me speaking of my grandmother on my uh, my mom's side, and that's where I say like. But if you're really, really, really old, and you just keep adding really, so you just keep making it longer. Yeah. Uh, well, then you know she must be. And then what you do is you go and you go old, but you don't. But you hold the O, and you hold it for like twenty seconds, and that's how we conclude. And my mom usually, my mom usually, once I start the preamble, she knows exactly where I'm going with this. <laughs> She's like, she's like, could you not? I'm like, oh, hold it for 20 seconds. Oh, I, I always like to help. I always like to help. And then, I'm sure you know, I'm sure your mom appreciates it. I, I sense a lot of appreciation. I really do. I sense some appreciation. And then uh, usually when uh, like today they called me and when they call me, like when I call them, usually when I call my dad, usually I begin with you're old, you know, uh, as I do. But when he calls me, then I say, are you aware that you're old? Fair enough. You know, I want to, but I, so he goes, yes. And I go, good. Just making sure. I want to help you out there. Just, you know, just in case you forgot, right? They're old. They might forget. These things happen. It's true, right? That's what, I, this is one of the things that happens when you're old. How could I assume that he remembered from the time I told him yesterday that he's old, that he's still old today? He might Facts. have woken up and lost his mind and thought like, oh, I'm young now. No, you're not. You're still old. But, you know, that's that's what being a good son is all about, or at least being the other guy. <laughs> so anyway, so that's the, that was the Magic Gathering piece. Now, one more thing. Um, I did talk about the video game thing a little bit ago. Now, right now today, this first segment is me just having some fun with some random topics. I, I said it was a smorgasbord. I said did you I get the video game? Did you get MLB The Show? Ha- haven't done it yet. Haven't done it yet. MLB The Show, though, doesn't come out uh, for a couple more days, though. On okay. the Xbox, it doesn't come out. It hasn't come out yet. So really, there's no incentive for me to run to do it. But yeah. I probably I probably will. Um, I'm still pretty convinced that I'm going to. I just haven't been in a rush to spend more money when I'm trying to put some money aside for some stuff. But again, if I'm paying in installments, it's not so bad. Like I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm probably going to do it. Um, but I did hear something interesting that would be potentially impactful. Apparently, PlayStation is starting to shut down some of its servers for some of the uh, previous versions of the PlayStation. Um, so huh. this isn't an Xbox thing, it's a PlayStation thing. Now, the problem is that some of the consoles, and this is something for you to monitor, including the PS4, the PS4 apparently has a fatal technical flaw based on that P- the PlayStation themselves, that Sony left in the design. And that is that the PlayStation 4 looks for one of two things. It looks for internet connection uh-huh. or it uses the battery that's on board inside of the system. Uh, to maintain the system clock, I think. I think it's a system clock, if memory serves me. Okay. So as long as one of those two things is active, it it rolls on. But at some point, the battery will run out. The battery is designed to last a couple of years, up to seven or eight years, uh, presumably. But the longer it's not online, the more the battery runs down. Now, as long as the battery is active, all good. As long as it's connected to the internet, all good. But if they shut down the PlayStation server at some point for the PS4, then all of a sudden the internet connection doesn't exist for it to maintain that information because it's not connected to a server and then it relies on the battery and when the battery runs out the the thing is bricked hmm. and that's a design from sony so unless they fix it in the firmware to no longer necessitate that check uh basically it's a ticking time bomb every ps4 they've ever made interesting yeah fucking planned obsolescence man yeah, but it's a real it's a really bad one because it's basically it's a design thing. But because it's not even planned obsolescence, it's that literally you've made it so that it's not that the thing doesn't work properly. It's that technically it would stop working. Period. 
Yeah, but then you would theoretically, by the time that happens, ideally, you need to get a PS5. Yeah, assuming that. Yeah, assuming the system is ready to go. Assuming it's obviously the PS5 is out now, but I'm saying. Yeah. But then, but then, you know, if you've got games and things that are not compatible or haven't been set up to play on the PS5, or if you just like playing old games, right? Like, there's still people who play like the original Nintendo because they think the games are fun. And yeah. They ha- you know, they bought. They either had one and never got rid of it, or you know, bought somebody else's or whatever system it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's one of those things. It's it's just worth keeping an eye on if somebody has the system because the PS3 is potentially affected by this uh, as time goes on and the PS4 as well. So it's just something I thought I would bring that up since it's uh, relevant. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, something worth monitoring, keeping an eye on what Sony's doing about that because now that it's known, apparently the flaw wasn't really thought about too much, but then somebody somebody caught on to it and started paying it to, and they did some research and found out and confirmed that that was a thing. Jeez. And now it's uh, you know it's got its own little mini firestorm for Sony, but at the same time it's going to be like, is there enough pressure on Sony to be? It's forced? pretty intense, to be honest. Yeah, but it's like, will there be enough pressure to be able to prompt them to fix? The- because in reality, a firmware update would fix the problem. Yes. If it doesn't require that and just allows you to just run it with the clock being wrong, and just if the game is in the disc and the disc loads the thing and you're done, maybe you don't get any new patch updates, but you're done. That's fine. Yeah. Um, in theory, it should be perfectly fixable if they're so inclined. Hmm. Just well, let's hope in. let's hope they decide they want to be so inclined. Yeah, it's but it's just like I said, I'm just bringing it. I'm putting it out there. It's something I was listening to a little bit earlier today, actually, um, and then I it made sense to me, but I hadn't thought about it too much. But it's like no, but, uh, the reliance on the servers could be a potential problem because it's only as good as Sony's uh, willingness and ability to maintain the servers. Yeah. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting, Carlos. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, well, that's something to keep in mind for the current generation of consoles as well. Like anything that relies on a server, you're at the mercy of whoever's maintaining the server. Yeah. That has always been true. Um, the old systems, like the really old ones, uh, like a PlayStation 1, isn't connecting to anything. You got the disc, you can play the game. You're right. Done. Now, the disc may at some point, there may be disc rot down the road, which is a real thing, but. It yeah. takes many, many years. But that's that's you know completely different issue. Yeah, physical degradation is different from uh, you know the system just deciding not to work because uh, because of uh, yeah. design flaw. Jeez. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. So there is my smorgasbord segment where I've given you a whole variety of things. Absolutely, and I feel that like that last tidbit is is very useful for you know potentially a lot of people. Indeed. Indeed. So there you go. Hashtag value. Your hashtag welcome. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Indeed. So now where do you want to go? You had some stuff. Uh let's well let's let's go to the the category of most likely that Carl's will make fun of. Mm. Because I feel I feel that's important. So I'm just I'm just scrolling out here. So the Washington football team has announced they have a list of potential names. You know, drum roll, please. Right? So, are you ready, Carlos? I am psychologically preparing myself. For the record, I choose Washington Cowboys. Please continue. Okay. Um, So, if I get there. Okay. Aces. First City Football Club. Archers. Beacons, Belters, Red Tails, Razorbacks, Defenders. Uh, there is such a thing 
that they're still thinking about a football team. Um, based on the selections, based on the options you gave, it sounds to me like they want to keep being called football team because there's other options. Are- I don't know. I kind of, I kind of think uh, personally, the Armada would be kind of a cool name. The Armada. Uh, that's that's also on defenders. There with- defenders is one of the ones on the list, right? Yes. You know that DC Defenders was a team. <laughs> they were a team in the XFL. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like well, as soon as you said defenders, I was like, wasn't that actually the name of the team? Yeah. The other, team other, we got other potential names include aces, ambassadors, archers, aviators, beacons, belters, capital city football club, commanders, defenders, DC football club, which I don't know, like, like they, I don't, I don't think you should actually personally, unless you're an actual, like, a, I know this is weird, but if you're a soccer team, then I think you should, you can call yourself football club, but you can't if you're actually. A football team uh first city football club football team griffiths Gri- sorry griffins monarchs presidents razorbacks red tails red wolves renegades riders risings rising wait, gri- sorry wait, Swifts, so they've got and griffins Wivers. and they got renegades yeah. is this just like intentionally meant to like troll us is that what this is between that and defenders, I'm like, okay, you didn't you didn't personally make up that list. You and Megan didn't sit there like, hey, we'll put we'll put defenders in here. Put oh, man, look, in look here. like this is hold on, right? Like that's a legit like from the score. You know, well, there's there. okay. So I am gonna make fun of this, but while I do so, I'd like to uh, I'm gonna shift to a live photograph of the person who came up with these names. The same anyway. person, <laughs> the same person came up with that jersey. No, 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 this is the person. It's this guy. Oh, who is that guy? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's not the point. The point is, he, the why do you think he's celebrating the jersey? It's shit, too. The point is that... It's really shit. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's terrible. Um, the point is that, like, these are the lamest... Who came up with these names, if it's not that guy? I'm assuming it's that guy. But I don't um, know. Somebody in their marketing department, I imagine. Or it was Dan Snyder who, you know, screws up everything. But literally, honestly, I feel like where we are, like you said... I feel like just keeping it as football team is good. Like I, I, but I feel like that's almost what I almost think that that's like the intention. Like, come on, how, come like, don't you want names. to? I don't know how often they play. Well, it, one, you know, but it would be fairly often because they're in the same conference. But don't you want to be like today on Sunday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers versus football team, right? Like, I want that in my life, Carlos. Yeah, it's think- Packer Night Football versus football team. Well, it's going to be tough because uh, the likelihood is if um, if the if the relationship keeps going the way it is, it's going to be like it's going to be because I like um, what's his name? I want to say like Taylor Haneke or whoever was the one who uh, who who did the starting job uh, for Washington. Okay, I, I think that was uh, you, you're talking about the guy that he started the, guy the, playoffs? the playoff game. Yeah, the guy yeah. in the playoff game. That sounds familiar. Yeah, and he played well, so he may he, he may likely get a shot at playing again. So okay, so basically, they played Tampa Bay better than any other team played Tampa Bay in the playoffs. I think it's fair. I think it's reasonable. They had a real shot at winning that game. Um, but and oh, if they only had, if they had, it would have saved us all from a lot of irritation this year. Indeed. Um, but anyway, so the thing is that. So basically, in that scenario, you'd be like, Monday Night Football, it's going to be the Green Bay Packers versus football team, quarterback matchup of Taylor Haneke and Jordan Love. But Aaron Rodgers, where did you go? Uh, probably to, if, if we go with the Packers history, um, they probably traded him to like 
I don't know, San Francisco or something. <laughs> and here I was going to say he became the, the first or he became the full-time host of Jeopardy. Why not both? Well, that's true. He probably could do both. Yeah, why not? Do both. Especially if you're in California anyway. Dude, done. Right? Problem solved. Dude, I think you just solved a lot there, Carlos. I, I This is what right? I do. Here we here we thought we were talking about you know the name or the potential name of the Washington football team, but no, we've given Aaron Rodgers a better future. Yeah, pretty much. But the thing is, like as far as his name, I think the the short version here is those names are literally all shit. Like they're all shit. Football and, team is not shit. Well, that wasn't in the list of options. Yes, it is. Football team is an option. Well, that was in the list of options. Yes, that's already their name. So, so they, yeah. So they gave it. They gave the list to the season ticket holders, and basically it was like, <laughs> "What do you think?" Right? Uh, and yeah, honestly, if I was a season ticket holder, I would vote football team or Armada. I kind of like the Armada. I kind of like that theme. It's kind of cool. So, so what would your slogan be? As the Armada, sure. Or as football team? Well, the Armada. That's the football team. We already know. I don't know. I guess some naval-esque thing. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like, this right. this feels so weird. Remember, this was a team that was represented by the Hogs. We go from that to, like, so what happened? It's like... Wild Hogs is on the list, too. I think it's I, Wild Hogs, though. I, I get it. But the thing is, like, but the like, she imagines you go from that to basically, like, the Armada. Okay, so what is it? So what are we, like, led by Captain Jack Sparrow? Dude. No, I, mean, I don't know, man. We already got like half Jack Sparrow, half Mr. Peanut in uh, Tampa Bay. So, well, that's, but that's the thing, only getting half. And in fairness, so what, full full Jack Sparrow in Washington, full Jack Sparrow in Washington. I don't know. But, I feel like if anything, you should call themselves like honestly. Why don't they just go back to being like the Washington Senators? Like, great. Um, but here's the thing, though. Um, I I personally think the half Jack Sparrow, half Mr. Peanut. Um, probably rejects the association to mediocrity of the likes of Tom Brady. I, I, I honestly think they're like, I am offended to be associated with this. This is bullshit is what this is. And I, I harken back in that same vein. I harken back to my description when I was talking to a couple of the associates about the refrigerator situation. And I was doing a direct contrast to the mini fridge that I had back in Guelph. Back in the, the, goat, the goat mini fridge? The goat mini fridge. And I explained to them that it is, in fact, the goat mini fridge. And then once I explained the context, they're like, 20 years, really? And they're like, yeah, that is a goat mini fridge. And I go, exactly. Now you understand. So now that we're now we've established that. So the situation I have going on here is I have a refrigerator over here that is the anti. This is the Tom Brady fridge. Overrated <laughs> bullshit is what it is. What make is it? Um, the name escapes me. Um, it's it's actually not a bad make. The issue is that it just has never worked properly. Uh, for How whatever old is reason. it? Like it was there when you moved in, right? No, no. This one I bought later. This one, this okay. one was the replacement of the one that I had when I moved in. So it's, so it's only been a couple of years. It hasn't been that long. Um, because I had the first one for a, while, a little while, but then I replaced it. And this was the replacement. I think it's like four or five years, but it's like, I'm sorry. After like four years, you can't be giving me constant issues with the with the freezing part. Like that's garbage. Like where you have to open it up, chip off the ice, and literally. And I'm gonna have to do it again because it's starting to have some leaking problems again with the thing. And I'm like, I literally got to go back. This is the third time I have to go in and chip the ice out. I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna have to figure something out. Uh, I don't know what the issue is. Uh, we we have a theory because it looks like the uh, because normally uh, those type of freezers, the excess liquid gets drained. From a, from a hose down the side and then gets put down where then it evaporates. Basically, mm-hmm. it gets heated up and evaporated. Um, the thing, though, is dry as a bone, as in like not one drop has gotten there in a very long time. 
So that would imply that it's not working properly. It's not Correct. draining the way it's designed to. So what happens is basically it melts a little bit, but then refreezes. So I end up with like pool of water that then freezes in ice. And it's like, and then it melts a little bit, refreezes, melts a little bit, refreezes. So like it works. Wonderful. But also not. Yeah. So I'm like that. So I'm probably just going to get like a chest freezer. That's the idea. I'm going to get a chest freezer as a a replacement. So that way I can have it to the side, but it also means I'm going to reorganize the space in that, in that kitchen a little bit, which is fine. That's okay. But it gave me an excuse to do it, which is fine. Yeah. But I'm like, this is trash. Like I said, this is, this will be henceforth known as Tom Brady fridge. I like um, it. I like the names, though. I feel like yeah. you, you, you know what? You're you're coming up with some really solid names. Yeah. So basically, you know, like overrated bullshit. This thing's been on TB12, which is to say, like it's it's a fraud. It's unacceptable. Like it. It's unacceptable. And unfortunately, I don't have I don't have the Tampa Bay line to fix Tom Brady fridge over here. Like it can, it cannot make up for its deficiencies and inadequacies. Yeah. <sighs> Terrible. Awful. Uh, but anyway, to close off the Washington thing, just stick with football team. The rest of your names are bullshit. I agreed. I don't. I don't really think that needs to be really hard. No, I think out of the list, out of the list that was given, um, you know, uh, barring that, uh, we can always, like I said, if we absolutely have to, we can always let. Uh, you can always leave this guy in charge. I'm sure it'll work out just fine. Here you go. Yeah. You know, he seems pumped about it. Seems pumped about life. We A little too be- pumped. We should all be we should all be so pumped. You gotta get hyped, Dave, and stay hyped. Look, he's hyped. Can't you tell? Very hyped. Indeed. All right. What's next? All right, so baseball. Baseball. Uh, thinking about changing some rules. All right. What do you got? Because, because well, all right. So basically what happened is they they've decided to, I don't know, maybe think about some radical changes in, in the game. But obviously, like a lot of leagues, they're not just gonna bring them into MLB. They're gonna get some other league to to try them out. So uh, you're looking at the, I believe it's called the Atlantic League, mm-hmm. where, you know, powerhouses like Gastonia, North Carolina, or Lancaster, Pennsylvania, right? Uh, so it's going to partner with them. And, and here's a couple things. So one of the things they, they, they're thinking about is that your DH is tied to your starting pitcher. Okay. So basically, once you pull, or if you pull the starting pitcher, you lose your DH spot. Why? Meaning that the the pitcher then would be, go into the DH spot, or you have to pinch hit, or you know whatever. Okay. So that's that's one of them, um, dubbed the double hook. And basically, they're trying. Their thinking is they want to incentivize teams, um, you know, to increase the length of starting pitching. Okay, but I, I don't know if that's a problem that needs solving. Like most of the time, you do a rule change, you're trying to solve some kind of a problem. True. Fair I enough. I don't know if that particular rule would solve any problem because what if your starter gets shelled? Then you get double punished. So your starter was playing like shit. You have um, to pull yeah. them. And then, and then you also lose your DA spot and now you have a worse hitter. So you just got shelled and your ability to come back has just gotten worse. Yeah. They're, uh, they're also thinking – part of the thing is they, they, they would think that it might uh, prevent openers from being used. That part it might, but but like I said, but my scenario is equally plausible. Your starter gets shelled, and you're sitting there like, so do I leave them in when they're getting destroyed and keep getting destroyed, or do I pull them and therefore lose my DH, therefore I have to have a pitcher hitting, which means now I am also decreasing my ability to come back. Yeah. I don't know. I don't particularly like any of these. I mean, that one 
kind of intrigues me, but at the end of the day, like I like when pitchers bat anyway. So it's like, I don't really care. Like then I like the national league style ball better, but if you're going to have a DH, like for your argument, well, it kind of is a disincentive. Like, Right, because you're, you're. I don't think that's going to get adopted. I really don't. No, and uh, and the the reality is, like I said, my my scenario means in that situation you literally get punished. Like you don't have a choice. You've got to pull them, and then, like I said, you've also made your situation worse offensively. Um, and like one of the one of the great fun things is that yeah, is that yes, you do. I can imagine that part of your enjoyment is uh, is watching pitchers bat because you don't enjoy seeing offense <laughs> i like the strategy involved in it carlos there's That's no strategy I'm... the pitcher shit they can't hit dude david price got a sacrifice fly yesterday whoop-de-doo um and the other one more uh more in this is to me this is even dumber but uh if, if you know i feel like literally these are both going to get adopted ahead of the new cba and there's going to be some kind of labor stoppage. And they're going to be like, we don't care. We're putting these rules. I feel like Major League Baseball is just like primed to fuck this up. Um, is moving the pitcher's mound from 60 feet, 6 inches, which it is currently. Although some people feel it should be 60 inches, period. Because they think it, you know, the original thing is actually zero. But they just wrote it kind of funny. But anyway, to 61 feet, 6 inches. So just moving it back a foot. So the, the Atlantic League is going to do half the season at 60 feet, 6 inches. And the other half at... 61 six and compare the, the results of the two basically because is resulting the, the leagues in recent years have resulted in fewer balls in play. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what they're thinking about this one. Uh, right. Originally they were thinking about going to 62, but then they're like, they're like, yeah, we'll just try this. So basically what they're saying is baseball claims this change will make a 93.3 mile per hour fastball from the standard distance equivalent of a 91.6 mile per hour fastball from 61.5 feet. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of this one. I don't, I don't think it's necessary, but that's just me. What say you, Carlos? I really don't care. Make it 75 feet. I don't care. Make it 98 feet. Put him behind second base. Like, what, what? <laughs> like, who cares? No, like, like, here's the thing. 60 feet, 6 inches is a traditional distance that baseball has had, but it literally makes no sense. There's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like, it's like, why 60 feet, 6 inches? Why not 61 feet? Why not 65 feet? Why not 57 feet? It doesn't matter. Now, it does change the velocity. That is true. It does. That small little difference, it's the equivalent of, you know, when they do batting practice, the guy doesn't throw from 60 feet. The guy, they move it up to like 45 feet. So the guy doesn't have to throw as hard, but it feels faster because yeah. technically it is because you're actually getting more of the velocity in, in a shorter distance. So you've actually got less time to react. So uh, so in batting practice purposes, it's like the intention is to simulate a 90 mile an hour fastball. We'll just move the just move the pitcher closer. That's that's how you do it. Well, this is the opposite. Guys are throwing super hard these days, um, and it has. Let's put it this way: Major League Baseball doesn't really have a good answer for how to fix it because right now major league baseball is stuck in what's called the three outcome thing. Guys are swinging from their, from the heels. Um, they're hitting, they hit last year. Uh, well, the previous year, they hit more home runs than they had ever hit. The juice baseball probably had something to do with that as well, to be fair, mm-hmm. but they have hit overall as a league, even if nobody's hitting 60 or 70 home runs as a league, they're hitting more home runs. But it also means that like, you've got a lot of these guys with like hundred strikeout seasons. Yeah. 
because it's like, well, they're swinging. Basically, they're swinging for, I'm going to hit a home run, I'm going to get a walk, or I'm going to strike out. The three outcome at bat, which isn't necessarily great for like um, offensive rallies because basically it's like, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to hit a home run, you're going to strike out, or you're going to get a walk maybe. Yeah. It's not – great hitters are still going to be great hitters regardless. Um, but I have no issue – like I don't feel any inherent need to protect the pitcher. Um, if the pitcher can't pitch, the fact that they can throw 100 miles an hour is glossing over the fact they can't pitch. Mm-hmm. Jamie Moyer got by winning 20 games in his late 30s, early 40s. He didn't throw 100. He didn't throw Not 90. even close. Yeah. So he actually had to pitch. I'd like to see some of these guys pitching right and now. He, and he did well. I mean, yeah. And right now, it's just find a guy who can throw a hundred. Well, this kind of this. Well, but I mean, and, I mean, look at that too, right? Because um, Tyler Glasnow, as an example, mm-hmm. right, with the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, he got hit up pretty good by the Dodgers mm-hmm. in the in the World Series last year. Yep. Uh, I believe he made two starts, and I believe the Dodgers won both those games. But he he did it, you know, and he his big thing was like he throws really fast, like he can he can hit over a hundred consistently. Yeah. But he did a little tweak to his mechanics this or uh, in the off season, like he I don't know exactly what he tweaked if he got a new pitch or but he tweaked something, mm-hmm. and, and his results are a lot better this year, so yeah. far, right? But 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 the thing is, as you said, right? It's it's not about the speed. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, sure. If you can throw a hundred and you can move the ball all around and do crazy things with it, then yeah, that's pr- that's a that's a pretty tough combination, mm-hmm. right? But j- the fact alone that you can you can you know throw a hundred means very little, right? Like right. you know, what I mean, like it's the Serrano, right? If you're throwing him straight down the middle, he's going to crush it every time, and if you move it around, then he has problems. That's right. And that, and that's Shobu helps him. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I do appreciate the major league reference. Um, but the but the thing is, like I said, the the distance of the mound has always been this weird thing. Um, there are there are areas where I where I'm comfortable being very traditional about it. This is not one of them. I'm not to me sixty feet six inches is not a sacred cow. Like I, I said it in jest, but it's like put it behind second base. I don't care. Throw it from there. Throw a strike. Yeah, good luck, but. Yeah, it's like I don't care. The thing is, like to me, it's like, look, if you can, if you can pitch, like I said, one foot shouldn't make that much of a difference for a pitcher who can pitch. For guys who are relying on just speed, all of a sudden, I'm taking a couple miles an hour off technically, and giving the batter a fraction of a second more. If you get lit up like a Christmas tree because you have no movement to your pitch, sucks to be you, bro. Yeah, like my thing, I think on these two rule changes, potential rule changes, I should say, is this. Uh, for the first one, the starting pitcher tied to the DH. I really don't care, but I'd rather not see it adopted. But if it is, it is. Versus the 60 feet, 6 inch versus 61, uh, 6 inches. It's like, show me why that matters, right? If you have some compelling reason that this is a good idea, I will listen to it. But otherwise, like, let's just see what happens in the Atlantic lead. Otherwise, I don't really care. Well, the 60, 61 feet is easy. You take a little bit off this velocity, the guys are going to get – the batting average is going to go up. Yeah, but I mean, the question is like by how much, right? Sure, like, is no, it, that's, you know, that's the point of the experiment. And that's, a, I mean, the other thing with that though is that's a big change, right? Because if things start going crazy, mm-hmm. right? What does that say to all those numbers? You know, because you, you always have that that issue with baseball, mm-hmm. 
especially. So what does that mean about all the numbers that came before? Are yeah. they, you know, held in more reference now, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that think, debate's always going to be there. When it comes to pitching, though, uh, when it comes to pitching, I think that got messed up already a couple different times with the five-man rotation, with the various changes in that, with the fact that guys don't go past six innings most of the time. Um, like the, the fact that nobody will get the 300 wins again, that's not going to happen. Um, now, from the offensive standpoint, I could see some bit of an argument. But in fairness, um, I think averages um, have come down – like the top end guys still end up around the same place. Like the top end guys still end up around the same place. I would love to see a comparison of what the average kind of hitter in the league does now compared to like 25 years ago, something yeah. like that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's not that big a difference. A lot of it really comes down to, like I said, the best of the best find a way, regardless of the scenario and outcome. Now changing their style of hitting a little differently might help. Now, obviously, the ones who would get the biggest advantage would be the better hitters. The better hitters would exploit this big time. Maybe Soto hits 400 in that scenario. Um, I'm not crying about it. <laughs> yeah. but, um, but the thing is, like, at the same time, though, like I said, it's, it is one foot. It's the same thing that happened, like, in, the, in that one year where they raised the mound. And Bob Gibson was, like, ridiculously dominant for that one season. Yep. And I think the batting title uh, winner that year, I want to say like Norm Cash or something like that. And I think he hit like 305 in that one year, the batting title. Okay. That was that. And that was a big change. They changed the mound height. It mm -hmm. was such a dramatic change where suddenly the shift went all the way to the pitchers. They're like, uh, put it back. Put it back. Yeah. And they did that at the major league level. In this case, they're experimenting it in like a side league just to see what happens. But I, I like I said, uh, a foot one way or the other. Whatever, I have less. I have less objection to it because at least every pitcher is pitching from that distance. Yeah, and the better batters are the ones who will really capitalize on it. If you're a shitty batter, you're still going to strike out. This is true. Yeah, it's not going to change anything. And the better pitchers, by the way, will still figure out a way to get you out anyway, because they weren't relying on velocity in the first place. This is true. Yep. That is, that's a good point, right? In terms of like what you rely on as a pitcher, like what's your what's your weapon, or yeah. if you're a guy who's got no movement and a hundred mile an hour fastball, maybe you do get lit up like a Christmas tree, and that sucks for you. But that means you're not a good pitcher. Yeah, it means you're you know basically a, a one trick pony. Yep, if you will. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Yep. What else you got? All right. It is time for the pretentious cross country running report with Dave Turnbull. Look at this guy. All right, Carlos, I'm taking you to CONCACAF because we around here at the Unnecessary Nonsense podcast, we love saying CONCACAF. We don't love Bingo! But we love saying CONCACAF. So so here you go, right? If anyone ever plays a drinking game for this podcast, CONCACAF would have to be one of the words. So anyway, uh, this is this is just so CONCACAF. But first, I want to give props to TFC. So currently right now, the not like this second as we're recording, but the CONCACAF Champions League is taking place. Uh, at, they tweaked the format yet again. Uh, so basically what now what happens now is you have a basically a 16 team elimination tournament right there's 16 teams that qualify for it uh 
four teams from the United States, four teams from Mexico, one from Canada, and one from here and there in like the Central America and Caribbean. I, I'm not quite sure how it boils down, nor do I really care, to be honest with you. The important thing, though, Dave, and this is really important as far as this story is concerned, is the breaking news that Jamie Ben scored a goal. No, it's like it's breaking news. Like he actually scored a goal. Like it doesn't happen often anymore. Carlos's cards I, go up one cent. <laughs> don't they don't. <laughs> He's up to nine on the season, people. Nine. Woo! Almost oh. double digits. Oh, Jamie Ben. How far in the, in the season? Pretty far. Oh. Too far. Oh. So, uh, so what's happened here is so TFC played Lyon. Um, or FC Leon, who are the current champions of the first half of the season in Mexico. Because uh, when Mexico does it, they have a first half champion, a second half champion, and then they play each other. And so actually, the same, drink off? I wish. That'd be much more, that'd be much cooler than what actually happens. Because Canada does the same thing, but uh, the in the drink Canadian off? Premier League. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they should. Screw, right? Like, I'm all for having your season and having like a champion, and then, you know, having the second half and having a champion. But when they play each other, Right, the, the instead of playing each other in the end of the season, just just kill the drink off. I maybe, like this, but Carlos. May, but maybe the way you've solved maybe, it, I, I, as usual, I do. But maybe the maybe the way you do it is that you have a drink off that is dependent upon the region. So Mexico has a tequila drink off, okay. Obviously, um, if there's a Russian team, they can have a vodka drink off. Obviously, um, you know, in Canada, we can have a, a maple flavored whiskey drink off. I'm, I'm cool that is that. a thing. That's a real thing. It is. Yep. So so anyway, basically, uh, TFC beat Lyon with their basically not their A team for sure, not their B, basically their C team, right? There was like people from the Toronto C Academy who had never played an MLS game before uh, playing Lyon, and this is before their season actually begins. Mm. So uh, and if you did not know, and I know you didn't, but other people, TFC had a a big COVID outbreak before the season started too. Um, and, and just so you know, it, it's a big deal because they played today against Montreal and got shelled. Mm. So, you know, uh, hopefully everybody comes back. But that, but that is not what I want to bring out about this. So, but I appreciate I got to put out. You know, TFC won and are now playing uh, Cruz Azul in the next game. But, but here's the thing: we have talked about VAR on this podcast before. Yes, Carlos. Uh, yeah, that's the um, replay thingy. Yeah, the weird, the weird, bizarre replay thing. Right. Yeah, I, so, I remember of it. I already forgot what it was, but I know okay. it's a replay thing. So basically, the the idea behind VAR is that basically it's supposed to correct a clear and obvious error. All right. So that can you use VAR to cancel the game? No. So guys, this is a clear and obvious error. What is the error? No. We can't do this. This is wrong. No, unfortunately, no, you can't. This is an abomination against the Lord. So basically, the idea is they have the the crew on the field, the officiating crew on the field. And they have somebody in in the booth who's watching the game, who can rewind the feed, etc., and will buzz the referee if he thinks or he or she thinks a clear and obvious error has been made. And then it's up to the referee whether they actually want to change their decision or not. Hmm. All right, but that's 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 the way it's supposed. To, that's the way it works in theory. Hmm. All right, um, and and it's interesting because <laughs> in this tournament. Right. Okay. So 16 teams down to eight, down to four, down to two. Okay. So four rounds of this tournament, basically. Okay. For some reason, they decided, you know, round one, we're not going to use VAR. Uh, And there was a clear and obvious error in the TFC game. They should have had another goal Uh, that was ruled offside, but it was actually onside. 
it was a, a clear and obvious error, but there's no VAR in round one. But for some reason, we're, because we're CONCACAF, we're going to put VAR in rounds two, three, and four. It's like, I dude, do. can you just figure your shit out? Like, either use VAR or don't use it. But, like, why do you have to go all CONCACAF with everything? This is this is why this 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 conference frustrates me so much because it's just it's literally just like we're just gonna write shit up on like a napkin and you know it's like some like this is what happens to me this is what I think happened okay Carlos so they drew up this tournament over like a, a tequila shots right they're having tequila shots okay they put it on a paper napkin all's good they're like man these are the greatest rules ever all right like of any sports tournament in the history of life. We have the best rules, but then somebody spilled tequila on the napkin, and, and the and they all started to run. And so they're like, uh, "What does this say?" Uh, and they just kind of like made it up after that. Interesting. Interesting. That, that's how I feel. Concacaf runs everything. Well, I think I think that's fair. I think um, now would be a good time to tell you that um, as a uh, as the grand marshal of Concacaf. I'd basically do this to fuck with you. So your story is close. Your story is real close. It's real close. Uh, but it was basically me having a whiskey figure. How can I mess with this guy? How can I mess with these fools? Now, uh, you shouldn't complain too much because uh, how many rounds were there again? Four. Four rounds. Well, next year it's going to be first round no VAR, second round VAR, third round no VAR, and then last round VAR. You know we're what, gonna dude? bring it back and forth, dude. dude I w- it would not surprise me at all. <laughs> it's like we're just going to be. We're going to turn it on. We're going to turn it off. Turn it on. Turn it off. Turn it on. Turn it off. Or like just this game, it's like, do you want VAR? Yes, and they do. Maybe, it. maybe, maybe they'll go with my f- original proposal, which is I'll turn it on by the half. First half VAR, second half no. It's okay. In, in this case, the first half yes, second half no would have worked in our favor. But we only do that on you know second rounds. Of course, yeah. So, of course, you know, gotta flip it back and forth. Yeah. So there you have Unless it, Carlos. Unless it's a leap year, in which case then we have to go to random.org. Then either you get VAR or you don't. I like it. And you may or may not start a man down for reasons. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. I think it I think it works. But at least consider yourself fortunate. I was overruled on my other idea. Which was? Lions. I was thinking I would just let Lions loose on the field. Oh, Because dude. I thought that would like add excitement to the game. Dude. So add a real sense of urgency. Can I please have lions? I'm okay with it. Apparently, I learned. I don't know if this is actually true or not because you know it was in a like a, a random Instagram post, so you never know. But apparently, allegedly, in Roman times, uh, they would put criminals in plays, mm-hmm. and if the the character died in the play, they would actually kill the criminal. Seems legit. I mean, that that I was like. Yeah, they probably did. I mean, I don't actually know if that's historically accurate or not, but it sounds historically accurate. Seems reasonable to me. So anyway, just thought I'd add that to our, our discussion of life. There you go. So now we know that I am secretly behind CONCACAF, and I've got some amazing ideas. Indeed. And by, and by amazing, you mean like Dave will, be like, Dave will come back and he'll be like, CONCACAF! That'll be like the beginning of the episode. Sketchy as hell. Is that what's Maybe. Maybe. All right. You got anything else? No, man. That's it. All right. Do you want to tell us about UFC tonight or do you have anything you want to say on that? No, not really. Um, I do. I am. I, I look. I scan the card briefly. Um, I don't have too much to say on it right now uh, because the, I think the undercard has already started um, because it's a regular uh, UFC like fight night. 
So I'll try to check it out a little bit. The thing is, I have USC Fight Pass and haven't been using it, so I definitely need to get back on that uh, because I'm paying for it anyway, so I may as well use it. Absolutely. Um, one thing, though, I'll add here at the end because um, I think it's worthwhile is that um, I'm going to be very interested to see um, what goes forward as far as the next like major pay-per-view because UFC, I think it's the next one, uh, where Conor McGregor's back. Okay. Like, uh, and I think it's McGregor and Dustin Poirier or Dustin. Yeah, I think that's correct. Let, let me, let me, let me make sure I get this correct, but I believe that is the case. Let me go to events here and I will tell you guys just so we're clear. All right. Upcoming. Da, da, da. Uh, let me see. Let me scan. Let me scan. Let me scan. Actually, sorry. No, it's not the next one, but it is, but it is forthcoming, but the timing on it was beautiful. I remember now why I was paying particular attention to it. It will be at the T-Mobile arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Nice. It will be Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor in the main event. And I'm checking the undercard here just to see what the card looks like. This is the main card. Okay, so right now all they've got is the main card. All, right, all they've got is the main is the main event on the card, showing on the card. But the mm-hmm. reason the only thing they've got on the, is on the main card is that this will be occurring on Saturday, July the 10th. Ooh. And I was like, ooh, very close to my birthday, guys. I'm liking where you're going with this. I am amused. So it's still a while away, but I may have to order this one. I, I approve, man. To. I approve. So I was like, eh, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. We'll see. Still some time, though. Still some time. Obviously, Conor McGregor could wreck the whole thing by doing something stupid, but we'll, we'll see. Like, hopefully, hopefully they get to the event because that'll be interesting. I don't think Conor McGregor is the fighter he once was, but I still think I still think it'll be an event. Yeah. And if they can put together a nice undercard, I think it could still be very entertaining. I would I would get some fun out of it. And I can imagine uh, – now, that's going to be July. I know that Vegas has definitely opened up some things, so probably they'll have definitely some kind of a crowd there. And it'll be a T-Mobile arena in Las Vegas. I'm like, oh, man, if it wasn't uh, – if it wasn't right now the current era that it was, I was like, ooh, Vegas, ooh, July, ooh, ooh. Dude, man. I don't know. Now is not the time, but it's uh, it's it's tough to ignore that it's getting there. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what um, what UFC number it'll be. Oh, here we go, 264. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be a couple from now. So right now the next one upcoming is 262 in May 15th, and then this will be 264 projected right now. All right. Okay. So good to know. Sounds good. Kind of something we keep track of. But once I saw that, I was like, all right, sounds good. We'll see. We'll see. See if it comes with that. But yeah, I think that's it. Uh, You know, we already had our celebration on Jamie Ben's ninth goal of the season. Not exactly to 10. But um, yeah. So I'll be... um, I'll be enjoying uh, clips of watching the old Dallas Star team from the 90s because this is just painful. This is fair, man. I might need some more. Uh, I might need some more maple syrup uh, whiskey. I, don't, I think that's a good call. Yeah, I think regardless of the situation, I think it might be the play. But anyway, I think that's it. Uh, so that'll be episode ninety-two of the Unnecessary Nonsense podcast. Uh, we did discuss a couple of things, and I look forward. And I think nothing can go wrong. I think hopefully the experiment in the, uh, I guess it was the Atlantic League that was doing the experiments. That's correct. With the, so the, hopefully the experiment in the Atlantic League go in because there's no one that I trust in sports more to make sure you get the rules just right. No one I trust more. Took a while to get him in, but we got him in. It was only a matter of time. No one I trust more. 
Worst case scenario, I may have to uh, I may have to expand my CONCACAF duties to just take over Major League Baseball. I go. So we're putting the pitcher behind second base. It'll be fucking funny. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like anything else. I'm still kind of interested in adding the lions. We could probably use the same lions. Dude. Rating use recycle spike. them, right? You know. Rating spike, Dave. Rating spike. The future of the sport is assured. Indeed. Indeed. Yep. So that's it for us. Uh, if everything goes to current plan, uh, the last one did not make audio. It is on the YouTube channel. If you check the YouTube channel, you always get it. That's the best. Use the YouTube channel. But um, yeah, I'll try to I'll try to get the audio one up shortly thereafter today. So um, episode ninety one, um, I think it was Dave just screaming, uh, you know, at the top of his lungs, Concacaf. In case any of you audio only listeners, that's what happened in episode ninety one. So that's why you didn't hear it. All right, fair enough. Yeah, it was just him screaming the heavens, Concacaf. Those of you in YouTube know the truth. That's why I say YouTube is the source of truth here. <laughs> oh, important. Carlos, just important that you know that. Check it out. Yep. So that's it for us. Hashtag sponsor us. Episode 92 in the books. We'll be back next week for episode 93 where we'll make some shit up. It'll probably be more smorgasbord. Maybe I'll tell you something. The deep dark secret of PS5. The deep dark secret of PS6. Who knows? Who knows where I'll go? All that and more on the future episodes of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. Correct. That's it for us. We'll catch you in the next one.